welcome to Eureka with Alicia, episode number nine. Episode number nine. Oh my God. This podcast is starting to feel like my baby and it's about to turn 10 already and I'm getting kind of emotional about it. What it do? How are you feeling today? Not what are you thinking? How are you actually feeling in your body? What's the emotion in there? I feel a mix of some cognitive dissonance right now. I'm in a growth cycle. And that basically means I feel a little anxious discomfort in the background of my day. But I also feel this like pure focus and committed energy and like a badass all at the same time. It's a both and world over here at my house. Before we talk about today's topic, I want to really quickly say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I wish I could go and kiss every single one of your hands and then give you a little curtsy and say thank you, your majesty, in an accent just like that. And the reason I want to give you a curtsy is because I just hit 200 downloads last week and I have literal butterflies about it. I'm so excited you guys are listening and downloading it and and hearing me. It feels so cool. I never felt this level of butterflies from any boy crush. So you guys are the real MVPs. You're my soulmates. So my soulmates, the next time you are listening, like right now, maybe, Stop the podcast and leave a really quick review for me. This helps me find even more of my soulmates and it also helps them come find me, right? I want to find them all. I want us to find each other. Come here. Come here. Okay. Speaking of butterflies, today we were talking about the shit we do to avoid our emotions. If we knew how destructive avoiding our emotions really was, we would all instantly stop. Like, full stop, no drama about it. It's like how, you know, you always see a person that will, like, binge drink on the regular, and they can suddenly full stop. They're drinking, they're smoking, whatever, the minute they get pregnant. And it's like, nope, I I don't want to fuck up my kids, so no thanks. And it's easy for them, right? Well, avoiding your emotions fucks you up. So pretend like you're pregnant with this awareness and stop fucking yourself up. Does that make sense? Because when you choose to avoid your feelings, right, just the emotions, the vibrations in your body that are created by your thoughts, when you don't check in with yourself, with your energy, you let all the emotions that your past and your trauma consisted of, and you let that energy direct your life. This is so important to see. You give away your control to your trauma, right? Raise your hand if any of you want to repeat your past again, and then again, and then again. I would guess none of you. I definitely don't want to repeat my past. I look back at it, and I'm like, (laughs) ack, you know, cringe city. I always think of that TikTok where the music syncs with like the pictures and it's like people cringing their neck back 
when they're remembering their past. And that's what I think of. I don't want to repeat my past. I want to forge on. That is how most of us feel about our past. And yet we're all unconsciously repeating them because we're avoiding our feelings. And we don't want to go through that shit again. We want to create a brand new day with brand new emotions that are available to us. But the only way to do that is to stop avoiding your emotions today, right now. So I'm going to tell you the three ways you are currently avoiding your emotions and how to stop doing that after. Let's begin. The three ways we avoid our emotions are resisting them, reacting to them, or just flat out avoiding them. Whenever we resist our emotions, I imagine someone giving the cruciatus curse, except we are the ones giving it to ourselves. If you don't know what the cruciatus curse, let me try to hide my disappointment from you um, and tell you that it's one of the unforgivable curses used as a dark arts tools in Harry Potter, of course. When someone is given the cruciatus curse, they, they writhe in pain. You can see them. It's like you see the pain in their face and in the way they hold their body. They twist and contort. And to me, it looks like they're forced into a state of emotional resistance. This would be the visual of emotional resistance. But we are willingly going there to suffer when we do it. Right? We're choosing to resist our emotions. That's a choice. No one's forcing us to. Whenever we resist our emotions, we contort and twist on the inside. We push away any uncomfortable emotion that arises. And we try to use mental force to solve a physical vibration in our body. We suppress what we're feeling and we make the emotion so much more painful, so much more unbearable. Resisting our emotions causes us to pretend to be fake. It makes us start straight up lying, not only to ourselves, but to everyone around us about how we're doing, what we're feeling, what we're thinking. We break trust within ourselves, and then it becomes impossible to connect with anyone outside of us. So we start to believe we're alone right? We start to believe something's wrong with us. We push people away. We think we should be happier than we are. That creates even more resistance, aka suffering, aka self-inflicted cruciatus. Resisting our feelings inflicts more pain on ourselves. And as a result, that emotion, whatever it might be, fear, shame, rejection, it just grows bigger. Right? We're literally increasing it in a way that we're thinking it will diminish it. But it doesn't do that. It never does that. We move ourselves away from what we really want, from who we really want to be. And we make navigating our day, day-to-day life so much more complicated, draining, serious, and negative. Our daily life doesn't need to be that way. That's a mental choice we make in response to how we handle our emotions. What we resist persists. (laughs) I said that weird. What we resist persists. And we resist our emotions all the damn time. Hence, all the crazy, sad, and depressed people everywhere, right? I used to be one of them. What's up, sad people? 
how we doing? Are we sad today? I literally used to like listen to sad music and make myself even more depressed. Did any of you do that? I can't do it anymore. Like I can appreciate the beauty of a slow melodic song, but I won't go there. I won't torture myself like that anymore. Anyway, getting off track. The second way we avoid our emotions is by reacting to them. Reacting to emotions is perfectly displayed by toddlers and actors alike. They show you what they're feeling, right? They act out their emotion. It might surprise you to learn that acting out your emotions is actually another way to avoid feeling them. People come to me and they're like, yeah, I totally feel my emotions all the time. And I'm like, yeah, no. You yelling at your husband or screaming at your kids or slamming doors or being passive aggressive or giving the silent treatment is not feeling your feelings. That is acting them out. That's reacting to them. And we choose to react to them because it feels like a temporary relief from the discomfort we have in our body. But it doesn't actually solve our problem. And it also does not make the emotion go away. It doesn't go anywhere. It's really an attempt to share our shitty feelings with other people. I always say it's like trying to hot potato your feelings to someone else. I used to do this all the time. I'd be like, oh, oh, back to you, back to you. Nope, I don't want this. You, you take it. But you can't hot potato your emotion. It's your potato. It's your emotion. It's your responsibility. If you think of all the recent mass shootings in our country, that insane behavior is a result of that person reacting to their negative emotion, right? They don't know how to feel their feelings. They quite literally can't handle it in their body so they need to get them out. They're reacting to them. They want to make it so they aren't the only ones experiencing this intense fear, shame, panic, overwhelm. So they go act out those feelings in an attempt to hand them off to other people in a very dramatic way. This is not how feeling feelings works, ever. Not on the small scale, not on the breaking news scale. All of it is destructive. All of it is dramatic. And it moves you further away from what you're really wanting, which is to feel safe, seen, heard, regulated, validated. Just the basic human needs that we weren't taught how to create for ourselves. So it's time to learn, right? No better time than the present. And that's what we all really want. We want to be seen. We want to be validated. But it's our job to give that to us. No one else's. When I think about how the model comes into play, which is a tool I teach to all my clients to help them manage their thoughts, manage their emotions. When I think of how it comes into play with all these scary things happening on the world stage, I see how the cause of every terrible thing that happens is someone avoiding their feelings. And avoiding taking responsibility for the thoughts that cause their feelings. It's like the root cause problem of the world. I have the secret to the universe. I have the, I have the solution to the universe. So you guys should come talk to me about it. There's so much drama and suffering that could be solved if more of us just learned how to stop avoiding our emotions and how to start feeling them more often. It's so simple. 
right in front of us. If we all started to take full responsibility for how we feel in every moment, like if I could wave a wand and everyone started it right now, violence would wholly disappear from the face of the earth. I swear to God, because violence is such a weak minded, fragile response that only insecure, afraid people choose. That is it. Violence on any level, even just raising your voice at someone, cussing at someone in traffic, hating on a political party, on social media, that is so based in fear. So it makes absolutely no sense to try to solve our important problems with such a weak solution, right? All of that is violence. All of that is weakness, Why would we choose that when the strength and the all-encompassing power that stems from gentleness is available to us? Why would we choose that? That's what I question every day. And then I choose it. I'm like, don't choose violence today, Alicia. And she's like, yeah, dog, I would never. More on that later. But the final way we avoid our emotions is by avoidance. Yeah, even though all three of these are a way to avoid Avoiding in and of itself is its own category. And this looks like distracting and numbing and buffering, right? It looks like what you do when you see someone you know in public, but you don't want to say hi. So you start to like dodge them and walk the other way or like cover your face. But it's not a person. It's your feelings and you're the one trying to avoid them. So after a difficult day, most of us aren't going to go home and sit quietly with our emotions and process them in a loving and safe and careful way, right? No. What most of us are doing is we're like, holy shit, someone give me a drink immediately or a lobotomy quick, right? I want want to go to a busy bar to distract me. I want some loud noises. Give me some entertaining shows so I can numb out. Give me some online shopping. I just want to click on that cart. I want to add it to the cart, add it to the cart. Give me that hit of dopamine, even though I'm only going to add it to my cart and never actually buy it. Give me some TikTok. Give me some social media. Give me some cheap sex. Give me some marijuana. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me anything but what I'm actually feeling right now. I used to do this like clockwork after I'd get off of a shift at the restaurant. Restaurants are stressful as fuck, right? They're loud, they're noisy, people are assholes. I would go home and I would drink beer on the couch and watch TV like a 70-year-old man. I felt like Nick Miller from New Girl at age 22. I was like, everyone leave me alone. My show's on and give me another beer. Don't talk to me. Feelings are for babies. Get out of my face. Things look very different in my life now. I'm a different person. We avoid our feelings with such intensity and persistence, we almost become too afraid to stop avoiding them. We're scared of what will happen if the distractions and the numbing agents all disappeared. But what we don't realize is while we are avoiding our emotions, we're also avoiding all the good emotions too. We're avoiding the happy, amazing, rewarding ones, the ones filled with gratitude and fulfillment and reward, the inspiring ones, the motivating ones. We're avoiding our human experience entirely. We're forfeiting it. We're throwing in the towel for a good life. 
We're avoiding our future, the person we want to be, our purpose. We're straight up avoiding ourselves. Our ability to connect within is what determines our ability to connect with others. So we cut ourselves off from the world when we cut ourselves off from ourselves. So you get to choose. You want to keep doing that? When I found out, I was like, no, thanks. I'd like to stop, please. Please help me stop. I learned how to stop, and you can too. Feeling a feeling is kind of an art. If you're trying oil paints for the very first time, you might get a little pissed that it's not doing what you want on the canvas. But the more you practice, the more often you try, the more beautiful your shit will get. To feel a feeling, you have to stop and actually identify the feeling. Identify the culprit. Whatever you want to call it. Play cop in your minds if you want to. I was just with my nephews. You have to have words readily available to you to be able to describe what you're feeling. Right? Some people just start off saying, um, all they can say is, I feel good, I feel bad, or I feel neutral. That's fine. Start there. Just get started, right? But we do want to expand this vocabulary as much as possible. The more expansive my emotional language becomes, the more expansive, intricate, and magical my life becomes. It's not a coincidence. It's directly tied to my emotional vocabulary. So identify that emotion. I'll say like, hey, what's up, anxiety? It me. What it do? And then I drop into the body, right? We set aside our racing mind and we just drop into the body. We can't solve emotions intellectually. You have to actually feel them, feel into them, breathe into whatever is in your body, move toward it, right? That takes some bravery. It takes some courage the first few times. So I'll say, okay, this emotion is... It's in my face. It's in my throat. I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my extremities. And then from there, I just Freud it up, right? I make some shit up out of thin air. I try to get specific. Does it have a color, a shape, a texture, a speed? The reason we do this isn't for shits and gigs. It's because the more your brain focuses on describing the emotion, the less threatening that sensation becomes to your brain. The more you can describe it, the more you're able to allow it and actually process it out, right? Move it. Move, bitch, right? Get out of the way so I can feel some fucking happiness again, right? That's within your control. And that's the goal. We want to allow our emotions Always let them move through. Don't ever stop them. Don't ever shove them back down. We want to actually feel them. No one taught me how to feel emotions, okay? A beautiful lady coach friend taught me at the age of 28. And my fucking life changed. My anxiety has almost disappeared completely. I wish I could share with you how intense my anxiety was like so physical in my body. I also haven't had a panic attack in like over a year, right? I haven't fainted from said panic attacks either. Used to do that all the time. I'd be like, peace out. I'm out of this conscious realm. 
Let's go to space. My depression, long gone. I've been in the coaching game for years, so that's long gone for me. And my ADHD brain isn't a problem, right? I don't take anything for it. I just manage my brain. I manage my quirks, even though I just had this big life transition with becoming a full-time coach and my brain wanted to really freak out. But because I know how to feel my feelings, I kept that shit tight, right? No, you're not going to derail me, brain, because I'm in control here. I'm the authority. This is empowering, my friends. So if you don't know how to feel your feelings, you can learn how. You can get some help. It's out there. I implore you to go learn this, not just for yourself, but for all of humanity. We got some scared people out there who don't know how to feel our feelings. The more of us that can feel them, the more of us that can show people how to feel them and make it seem chill and cool, dog, the more we're helping our world, right? Sometimes we think we can't make an impact, but we disregard how impactful something small like learning how to feel your own feelings can be. So please don't forget that. Your feelings drive all of your behavior. And if you don't know how to control how you feel, you don't have control over yourself. You don't have control over the direction you're taking your life or the choices you are making. You are out of control. And I know that feeling. And there's a way out. Emotional well-being is what we want. All of us. It's really not the money. It's not the success. It's not the status. It's not the approval ever. It's the feeling we think we'll have when we get those things. But when you can control the way you feel, when you are emotionally regulated, when you're a master of your emotions... You can create those feelings right now. You don't got to wait. And that is the whole point. This is an art and a science, my friends. So try it out. Feel and allow your feelings. And then let me know how it goes. Best of luck, my soulmates. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. If you're loving what you're learning on this podcast and want to wait out of emotional exhaustion, go to aliciaturnercoaching.com to find out how you can work with me. That's E-L-L-I-C-I-A, turnercoaching.com, and I'll see you there.